So, hello everyone, and welcome back to Watch the Space, the podcast brought to you by the Young Horologist. I am joined, as ever, by Cal and Ilkai. How are you both doing? Good morning, Felix. Fantastic, man. How are you? I'm here, so that's the that's the main thing. As long as we're all alive, seems to be going. We're also. The listeners will be pleased to hear, well, and I say the listeners, our parents will be pleased to hear that they don't just have to listen to us three rambling. We actually have another person on the call, a special guest. We have our good friend, Chris Bailey from Mushy Straps. Chris, how are you? Hello, everybody. Yeah, good. Hot, like I've just been talking about. It's the end of the weekend, which is obviously very sad, but good, man. Starting 2021 strong, you know, trying to keep democracy alive. Come on, that's what we like to hear, that's what we like to hear. So we just thought we would get uh, Chris on. For those of you who don't know, you should check out his Instagram, um, which we'll put the links of in the show notes. Um, But yeah, we just thought we'd get Chris on and talk about collecting and watches and straps and just just mix it up a bit so you don't have to listen to us three talking utter rubbish. So I guess the best thing to do is to start with the, the, the wrist check. So Chris, what have you... What have you got on this morning? Today, I am Tudor Black Bay 58 Blue. Nice. Oh, nice. Come yay. on. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Big I'm hoping that this year will bring maybe the same thing, but a different color variation. I think, you know, mm. they've done it well. Maybe something yeah. a little bit funkier, I think would be nice. I think that's something that we can touch upon a bit later, because I think that's a, that could, that's a very interesting topic of conversation about where Tudor are going to go. Yeah. But... Mr. Moore, what have you got on? So this is, uh, this is going to sound like I'm lying, but I'm not. But I'm basically wearing my Seamaster. Did you say Richard Arrow? No, 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 an RM, RM60. Uh, no, the, uh, I'm wearing my Seamaster. However, I genuinely do wear it on this strap more regularly than the bracelet. And it's not just because we have Chris on. In that, you know, I said this sounds disingenuous, but it's not. But I've got my Seamaster on my blue mushy straps um, oh. rubber strap and uh, I do actually wear it on this more than the steel bracelet I think because uh, I don't know it's a little more it's a little more informal but the whole blue like it's literally the same shade of blue as the, as the ceramic bezel and it's, uh, it just all works very well um, well gold star for Cal wearing a I was, was going to say I think that's first first run stuff I might have to send you some new stuff Callum but yeah I mean, this this was probably a year ago, was it? Yeah, yeah. It's like, we're your old flat, Felix, I think. Was it? Yeah, it must be. It would be the start of the pandemic. Yeah, it must be going on for that. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. I mean, yeah, I, I do generally wear this um, all the time on this watch. I said it wasn't. It wasn't yeah, just do. me. It wasn't just me trying to kiss kiss some ass <laughs> by wearing it as you come on yeah, the on the call. Speedmasters, right? Speedmasters just <laughs> a hit amazing on everything. That's the classic. You, know, you can't argue. It's a Seamaster, actually, but yeah. Oh, sorry, Seamaster. Yeah, it, it, it does work brilliantly. Like Cal does genuinely wear that combination, and the blue of the strap and the blue of the yeah, dial matches. are basically spot on. It's a yeah. it's a cracking combination. Doing the doing um, John Goldberger, as your team's name is. What have what have you got on our Montanari? What are you wearing? Uh, I'm on the similar boat as Chris. I've got a tutor on. I'm wearing the Fast Rider Black Shield with uh, you know red red nice. and black. It's my daily wear, usually. Um, you know, the guys in the gr- group know I'm quite a big fan of Tudor, so happy to see another Tudor on I the I think call. that's... Um, nice. I think you're onto something with those. I've been looking at those recently as well, and I think they've been overlooked quite considerably. Yeah, actually. agreed. Mm. <clears throat> Definitely. Definitely overlooked. It's so innovative. It's nice that it's all factory, you know, because all these guys are doing these kind of ceramic or uh you know matte black type of cases are all custom and now you see uh tuna doing it from factory at an affordable price range you know it's for me it's a great daily wear it's fun it's fun as i've always said i reckon if they did it just in steel so i know they did have some of those steel chronographs back in the day but if they did the actual fast rider um the fast rider shape in everything in steel and then made it like a black ceramic bezel it would be like the tudor black bays to the submariner uh, you know, to the Daytona. Mm. So imagine it's in steel yeah. with the black bezel. It would, it would literally be like the Tudor Daytona. <clears throat> I think they should do that. Yeah. 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 I mean, this feels like a bit like a steampunk uh, Daytona for me. Yeah, it's a cool watch. If you, if you know what I'm trying to say. I'd love to, to see one in yeah. person. I've never yeah. seen one in the flesh. But yeah. 
Oh, I'll send it over for you. Sounds Lewis. good. These are like <laughs> <two cute> packages. <laughs> oh dear. And I, um, unsurprisingly, am wearing the the old reliable Rolex Mariner. I was. Oh. I would have worn it on a mushy strap, but I, I have airlifted, airlifted myself to my parents because London isn't a very nice place to be, and I realised I left with absolutely no straps of any flavour whatsoever. That's so, poor uh, planning. I'll give bracelet. you a tip, mate. You should have been a bit more demanding of me. You should have been like, look, this thing's happening. Send us all some straps. I'd have, I'd have been like, cool, give, give me a couple of weeks. We'll get you some down in South Africa as well. You know, that, you're going well, to have to bear the, the weight oh, of that. Phenomenal. That lapse in judgment. Mate. I am. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, as per usual. It's all my fault. I have I fucked it. But there, there you go. You live and learn. You live and learn. We'll have to have to try and get some more straps sent out. So but yeah, okay, good. Yeah, Chris. Yeah. So we let Chris just quickly explain, you know, what what Mushy Straps is and, and what he's doing. Yeah. Good place to. Start. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't want you to use it as, as a plug for that. Um, it, it's. I take look. The, the, the honest truth of it was, I'm trying to remember the brand name. If I Google it now, I could find it. I'm sure. I'm sure you could find it. But there was, I think it was like two years, two years ago. Wimbledon was on, and I saw an Instagram of a Rolex Datejust white dial on a Wimbledon NATO, and I just thought it was the coolest thing nice. I've ever seen. And it, and it was Wimbledon. It was summer. It was like the purple and the green. I just thought this is, <clears throat> and I hunted everywhere for this NATO, and, and you just couldn't didn't exist and there was one brand um that existed but you could only get that nato if you bought the watch and um, and i'm not going to be politically correct on this on this podcast it's not my cup of tea i can't remember the brand i thought it was a, i didn't think it was great and i wasn't going to spend that amount of money just to get the nato and I, it was annoying and i was just like you know what why don't i see if i can speak to some people on like in china some suppliers and see if i can get this made and then it turned out you needed quite insane quantities. That was before I know what I know now and the supplies I know now. But back then, you know, I didn't know that much and I needed to get a lot of quantity. Um, so I was just like, look, surely I'm not the only one. I'm going to make, I'm going to get these made. I'll design them. I'll get them made. And then I'll just start this, this strap store and just see what happens. But at least at the end of the day, I have the one that I want, <laughs> which could end up being the most expensive NATO strap ever bought. Um, and then my, my in-laws, I don't know if you're, you're dog people, I know you are, Felix, but my in-laws, this is before I got my, my dog, they had a, a Shih Tzu called Mushy, who was like the love of my, my dog life, right? She was like my favorite dog ever. So then I was just sitting there one Christmas, I was like, we're going to make these straps, I'm going to call it Mushy, just because Mushy's the best. There you go. That's her. That's her. And then that was it. So it, was, it wasn't any more complex than that, really. Hmm. I love how you started a company purely because you couldn't find the what strap you want. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's the way of doing it. Yeah. yeah. And the really initial nice thing, you know, I'm going to go back to this, but the initial thing was I didn't want to sell any straps that already existed. That was the initial thing because, you know, you can buy the same yeah. data everywhere. And I can tell you, I'll tell you whatever you want to know. You know, I have a, I have a full-time job separate to that. So, it's cool. Like I'll give, I'll expose anything you want when it comes to, to straps and, and that industry. I, I, I know it obviously quite well, um, but you can get the same stuff from, from pretty much every supplier. So the initial goal is to have yeah. everything completely bespoke and unique to base based on the designs that I wanted to, that I wanted to create, or ideally that other people put forward. Um, but yeah, it just it just kind of evolved a bit quicker. Um, but I'm going to go back to that. I think the future of it will be just nothing that isn't. Like original to I mean, you've got to do a James Bond NATO. Like, it's just you, you just have to. You, have to do you know, it. and then you get messages. Well, why, why don't you have? Can, can you just get some of these in? Can you get some of these in. I've got friends at the moment that's trying to get me to get sailcloth straps in, but it's normally just stuff also that I'll wear. So I'm just like, look, I'll buy it if I'll yeah, wear it. Sure. But I probably need to be less narrow-minded on that. Yeah. But I think I think the the, the destination will be that it will be completely unique. Otherwise, what am I doing? Yeah, no, it's a good point, and I, I think that's a really nice way of doing it. Because as you said, if you go to the cheapest NATO straps or you know hundreds of other strap companies, it's all just people peddling the same designs and just trying to, you know, they're all just vying for the same share of the market. Also, but that, I think that's a really nice idea to, to do to, stuff. I can't that. remember her name, but hats off to her, the owner of that business, because she undercut yeah, everybody. And I've bought I don't know how many. I've got so much of her stuff from before. And it's great. Yeah, so, you know, they, they, yeah. they, they shouldn't be expensive. They're, honestly, they're bits of nylon. 
depending yeah. on the quality, depending on the hardware, depending on the finish. But I think she's been fantastic yeah. for, for watch nerds like us. You know, we can get everything. Oh, completely. For new people in the industry, in yeah. the hobby, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I think that's almost probably the first thing, you know, when you, you, you go from liking watches to being a bit of a watch nerd, it seems to always be the point of which someone buys a NATO strap. Because I remember being into watches in sort of in college and stuff. And then when I got to university, I remember it getting really, really sweaty nerdy. And the first thing I did was bought a khaki NATO for my Tag Acker racer. And I remember putting it on and, you know, changing the strap. And I was like, this is it. This is it. And I feel like yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the virginity of, of watch nerderies is getting your first, getting your first NATO, NATO watch strap. And, and now, obviously, I've got hundreds. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, th- I think it, I think if you like when you have your first watch, and obviously it's the only watch you're wearing, the ability to pick up some cheap straps and make your watch a different watch, like yeah, the strap yeah, you have it on, yeah. is just such an invaluable way for people to start to properly get into the. And it, and it looks the, so um, cool, you know, doesn't hobby. it? Like you, I, saw, I was I was at a restaurant the other day yeah. and I saw the, a guy with a, I haven't you know, funny enough, I haven't worn a NATO for a while, and I was I was at a restaurant <laughs> and I saw this guy with a, what was it? I think it, I can't remember. I, I was he was far away, but um, I think it was a Tudor, and he had a NATO, it had it on a NATO, and I was just like, man, that's so cool. And then like that night, I was like, I'm putting this on a on a car. Put it back on a NATO. See, that's the thing. You, you know, if you see someone, like, oh, there's there was a celebrity or someone else. I was just stalking on Instagram a bit, and um, they were wearing a Speedmaster on a NATO, and I was like, that guy. He knows, he knows. Like you don't, you see that, and you sort of, know, you, you immediately know that they sort of know what they're doing. Yeah, it's funny, yeah. isn't it? I, I don't think you can wear a NATO and not be a watch yeah. nerd. And also, just just on yeah, that exactly, subject, yeah. a top tip for you, or not to patronise anybody, but I'm sure you, you know, if you don't know this, when you, you know when you see someone wearing like a watch strap, like a NATO, and you're like, I want to go home and put that NATO on, right? The same works if you're thinking about mm. selling your watch. If you're ever thinking about selling your watch, go meet a friend for a coffee, get them to wear it. I just sit there for half an hour with them wearing it and have a coffee with them. It's, it's, it's honestly, it's big because I've thought about selling watches before. Then you see it on someone else. You're like, Oh, that is sick. That's a, what am I thinking? What am I thinking? (laughs) It's a really good idea. Yeah. I had that with you, Felix, actually, when um, my Amiga Chrono stopped. I remember just being like, Oh, maybe we're going to sell it. And then we went to a red bar event and I let you wear it. And I'm looking at that. And it yeah. didn't, didn't sell it. Have you have you have you sold that yet? No, because you were still good. The no, it it is, it that's, a, that's cool. a classic. It's uh, it's very cool. Yeah, it is very cool. Oh, I think we may. Oh no, we've we've got him back. I thought we'd lost Goldberger there. He's back. Um, I suppose just to just to get go through some generic but quite interesting questions. So like. Take us back to the beginning. What was the? Because we, we all have a sort of origin story, you know, either like a family member is into watches or a first oh, watch that started it. Like, what was your? Like, what was the first? What was the watch that started your? Yeah, I, I, I've been trying to hunt it down. You know, I've had quite as a kid. I've realised as now as I'm, I'm an adult looking back, there was quite a few different watches that I was really into, and now I can I recognise that yeah. I've always been into it. But obviously, at the time when you're a kid, you know, you're not thinking, oh, this is this is a thing. But I would say my dad, who mm. I'm not close with at all, but my dad used to wear this um, Casio Digital on a stainless steel bracelet. And I remember as a kid just seeing that all the time, okay. just being like, wow, that is really cool. And then over time, I, think I just, you know, I got a couple of gifts or, or whatever. Um, but, but so that was when I was a kid. But really the thing that, that turned the corner was when I started my first job, my boss was into watches. And he was the person, you know, that I looked up to most in the world. He was, he was just everything I wanted to be. And he had a Panerai. And then as soon as I was, you know, what is a Panerai? And then as soon as you, you see one, you start seeing them all over London. That's obviously not, that's obviously yeah. a ridiculous statement. You see a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, he had a few other watches and it's, it just kind of started from there. And I was in the recruitment business back then. This was 15 years ago. Um, and, uh, and this was back, you know, yeah, back in the day, the commissions I don't think are, are now what they used to be. And people used to have all sorts of crazy yeah. stuff. And being a, being at the bottom of the mm-hmm. rung, just making people coffee, you know, it's just, just looking around and everyone had all these amazing watches. And yeah, it just kind of went from there. Yeah. 
That's quite early for Panerai as well, because Panerai didn't... Obviously, they've been around for, I don't know how long, donkey's years. But I feel like, were they really... Were they still quite niche? I think so. But then, but then maybe we just know more now. Yeah. And it was a Luminor Merida as well. It wasn't some of the yeah. early, early stuff. So it's a, it's a model that I still see. It was the GMT. Um, so I think, yeah, maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe not, but maybe we just know a little bit more now. I think all of us are caught into it. Yeah. No, I think you're right. It is true. It's, 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 it's an infectious, uh, infectious thing. In oh, fact, mine, mine really kicked off. Because I met Ilka and one of our other friends, and they were both Watts nerds. That kind of kicked mine off really. My my dad was a bit of a Watts nerd, but not 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 starting his own blog about watches. Um, but uh, but yeah, it is it is infectious. You get you get infected by the people around you. The the passion is infectious. It is. It I, is. Had, I had a buddy. Really I'm sure is. you've all had this. I'm sure you've all rubbed yeah. off on a lot of your like extended. Network. I've got no doubt about it. And I, I, I obviously am noticing that I am. And uh, a buddy of mine messaged, <laughs> messaged me yesterday in a panic. He's like, he's based in Sydney. He's a French guy. So he's like, mate, I need you. To, I need to get on the phone with you ASAP. Like, I've got a problem with my watch. And I was like, okay. So I phone him up and I'm like, mate, what's up? He's like, I can't get my strap off. I'm like, okay. Well, firstly, so, so he's got he's got a Black Bay 58 black dial, right? So first, nice. the first nice. thing I'm thinking nice. is. You've never been a guy that's cared what straps on a watch. So now that you're asking that you want to change the strap for no reason whatsoever, obviously now you're in. So you know, is, this is this is a slippery slope. And I'm like, okay, so what's happened? Mm. He's like, okay, well, I bought I bought a, a Tropic strap from Baltic Watches. And I was like, okay. And he's like, and I put it on my oh, Speedmaster, yeah. and I can't get it off. And I'm like, I've had this problem. So what happened was uh, Baltic. <laughs> All Baltics watches have pinhole lugs, so every every strap they sell comes with a pin, uh, a spring bar with no grip with with the end. Oh uh, yeah, the, yeah. If you put it into a watch, oh, it doesn't yeah, have yeah. pinhole lugs. The only way to get that strap off is to get a pair of pliers and to bend it off. Yeah. Anyway, so it's so I'm like talking <clears throat> through this. He's sweating. He's like panicking. And then at the end of it, I was like, and then, and then at the end he goes, in his French accent, he's like, yeah, but it's a great sailcloth strap. I can't wait to put it on. And I'm like, dude, you've, you've officially gone from being a casual observer to being a watch nerd. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. It's when yeah, it's, you're in. It's when you buy your first vintage yeah. watch as well. After no that, turning when, back from there. That's when it really, that's the, that's the final nail in the coffin, that is. You buy your first vintage. It would be like a, like a hundred quid vintage military yeah. watch you've never heard of and you're like ah oh, this is it i'm in now yeah definitely definitely that is yeah that, that's uh there are a couple of turning points mm. but yeah strap is definitely it's such a pivotal moment isn't it like spark as we've said it sort of sparks the yeah it like sparks the hobby doesn't it so chris how's your uh Wait, so Chris, how's your collection been yeah like, um, how's it progressed over it's it's i've got rid of quite a lot of stuff actually but i've i've still got i've still got, I'm, I'm, i think what i'm trying to do is over time just keep the pieces that are really important to me so i think it's yeah. not hard and fast where i have i have one yeah. friend who will only ever have seven watches yeah and i'm like well how did you come up with seven and he's like well my watch box holds seven and in my head i'm like okay. like, <laughs> i've got one row four one <laughs> row three like immediately i'm like this doesn't make sense <laughs> but then i was like i was like it's okay yeah, I was yeah, like, no. it's annoying to me because he's got good taste i'm like i'm just gonna buy him another watch box to solve his problem um <laughs> yeah, but yeah exactly. so with me i think i'm gonna have I'm, I'm in my head i'm like look i'm gonna have the ones that are, that are that are important and then maybe have one or two that i cycle just depending um but yeah so at the moment i've got this this tudor uh black bay 58 blue which obviously you know was released in in 2020 and to me i always wanted the marine national tudor snowflake and blue but it was always the that. blue one yeah it was, the problem was i thought it was i thought it was quite expensive for what it was because the market had popped and mm. and i'm not brave enough yeah. to wear a vintage i've been i've been burned yeah. by buying vintage ba- i've bought it's my own fault but i bought vintage badly a few times so when this came out, I was like, it scratches that itch. Uh, so I've got that. I've got this. Uh, I've got this, just the classic uh, Speedy that I got from my wife. First, first wedding anniversary, which is, mm. you know, when you have, if you ever have, when you have oh. a wedding anniversary, there's a traditional, 
like etiquette of what to buy. And there's a modern one. The traditional one's like cotton, but the modern one is clocks. So anyone listening, nice. if you're getting ah. married, first wedding anniversary, go for the modern one and then you get clocks. Uh, I got this, this IWC uh, Mark 16 here. Was my yeah, yeah nice, nice. For, my, for my wife on my wedding day. Oh, I've got, yeah, got this uh, white dial Tudor date just. You can see the orange strap situation, right? Mm. I'll, I'll come into why that is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this I got in London, and it was the first mm. watch I bought yeah. um, from a shop. Like previously, I've got all my watches nice. pre-owned, oh, okay. and I still I still stand by that. Although I got this one. Um, yeah, and then what else I've got? Okay, I've got this uh, this Nomos Tangente, which oh, that's str that strap. I said that strap. Oh. Nomos, Nomos five. Yeah, I've well, if I, if I ever get to meet you in person, I'll bring this one, and, and I won't I won't say buyer. the company because you can get you can get people into hot, it can get us into hot water. But I will say, and you won't be able to see it on the camera, but if you look at the very bottom of the dial. This is a company edition. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, we have. Colors, yeah. yeah, we have a, a watch group. Oh at work. wow. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, I, I think we've all. That's very cool. Why am I? Why am I on the in the dark? It's all, it's all. Yeah, <laughs> and it gets a bit sensitive, right? Because of. Oh man, you know, don't worry. Because companies and stuff. But I will. <laughs> and we can we can talk about this. But it's something that other tech companies are doing. Yeah, that's yeah, so and cool. I'm, I, Man, that is Cal, Cal this is just really for your benefit. Cal. I'm sure the listeners yeah. are going to die. I met, I met someone recently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I met someone recently like a, who works like for the big tech company that has Blue in their country. And they have a whole bunch that they're doing that they're keeping very, very under the radar. Oh. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's It's super under the radar. It's just like... That's pretty cool. It's obviously yeah. just obnoxious. It's completely obnoxious. If you know, you know type of thing. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. I don't know, though. because they have worth a shit ton in, like, a few, a few years. Yeah. Yeah. Not that you'd ever sell it. But they are doing just, quite a lot you know, of it. It's really I can tell really you that now. for one company Town or another, but I think it's quite easy now. The, the, the run we did was maybe, oh, yeah. I think it was 100 pieces. So it's not a lot, really. I mean, if you if you if you, if you had like a no, Facebook group oh, wow. and you had a hundred people that wanted to get you oh. know TYH custom, you can you can do it. You just, you got to project manage it, so you can do it. So I, I think they're doing it in small runs. That's very interesting. Okay, okay. As a as a sidebar, this is probably oh, wow. daft because I don't even think we have this many regular listeners. Ninety-seven <laughs> people. Uh, who listen to us? Okay, <laughs> we're going to decide on a watch brand, and we're going to get a Tyh. Philip do four. A Langer, yes. or yes, yeah. We'll 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 start off simple. Richard Mille. <laughs> FP John, FP John, yeah. That's very cool. You also yeah, actually, yeah. and I don't know whether you were going to go onto this, Chris, but but you you and I have spoken a lot about a more affordable brand that I'm sure he'll kind of have his own opinion on. But you have a a love affair with. Well, I was going to wear Dan this just Henry, to annoy you. you. Because I know that oh, you love this. Yeah. So this is, uh, yeah, Dan Henry, 1937. Oh. And I've got, uh, yeah, I've got the one in steel as well. So and this is on a, on a, on a mushy, on a mushy strap though. And the, and the, and the, and the, band, yeah. Do me a favor. Yeah, nice. A, you guys on the call, but anyone that's, that is listening is like, there's a hashtag I'm trying to kick off, which is by Dan Henry, not Dan Wellington. And, and <laughs> yes, I love it. Yeah, I love and it. this is real. Like these things are incredible. <laughs> no, we can, like, we can back that. They're we can beautiful. That. They're really well made. Who doesn't want to just throw on a port sometimes? They look great oh. on, on different straps. Uh, I can't remember the exact price. I think they're like 230 US or something. It's incredible. Uh, I mean, that guy, yeah, like I don't, that. Is, it, is his name actually Dan Henry? I imagine so. Oh. I messaged him before, yeah. and I was giving him a bit yeah, of a brief is, yeah. because I have a problem that there. He has a, um, I really want, what's it called? Like a, an inner dive bezel. You know the ones that have the two crowns at the sides? Like, yeah, two yeah, and yeah. four, whatever. Uh, yeah. It's like a, a super compressor case, right? 
and and I really like his yeah. super compressor cases. Yeah. But they have 22 mil lug widths, and I just don't get the 22 mil 22 mil lug width. It, on some Seikos, it's fine, but no. on those pieces, if you've got a 40 mil case or sub 40 mil case, you've got a 22 mil lug width. I just don't think it. And so I messaged say, him yeah. and I was like, dude, you need to you need to bring this stuff out in 20 mil. Uh, and I, yeah, I think he absolutely disagreed. But I think now that he's done these, I think hopefully the penny will <laughs> drop because he's got access to manufacturers. He, yeah. he, he does an amazing job. Those other chronographs, you know, the uh, what's it called? The Gran Turismo? I don't know if you've seen those in Chicago. Can you imagine if oh, you yeah. got that out yeah, yeah. With, a yacht, with a yacht timer dial, which is what I've been asking him for, which wouldn't be hard oh for God. him. It's just, you know, you want a really funky, multicolored no, sub-dial. I think that would fly. Yeah. I'm just going to, just for context, so <laughs> the, the, the one that I've, the, they do a, I'll share screen so that you can see about the super compressor. Obviously, this doesn't help the listener, but this one in particular, I think they, he did a worn and wound limited edition that was broadly based on this DLC sort of effect 1970 model but they are just class but as you said you can even see on the case profile that the 22 lug, mil lugs just seem it's just a bit prohibitive isn't it at least it's not a, at least it's not like 19 or 23 but <laughs> 22 is just or you know 21 or some of the like um the tudor black bay well, i don't know if it's just the bronze it must be all of them i think the standard black bay has like 23 mil lugs or something which is just ridiculous but no that dan henry smashing it he's actually a really interesting bloke i don't know loads about him but he is one of the biggest aficionados and collectors in the world he's like john goldberger uh paramico that sort of level but just no one knows about him he hasn't done a talking watch he hasn't done anything but he is one of the biggest authorities on watches ever i think and he yeah he just decided to Give the people what they otherwise couldn't afford with yeah. all of these vintage I mean, styles. He's, I mean, look at those. I mean, yeah, he's, the listener can't see. There's one in particular that's got a baby blue subdial. Uh, sorry, outer trap. I just think if if with that orange second hand, if that had a 20 yeah. mil, I just think it would look so yeah. much better. And and I would I would buy one of those in a heartbeat. I just think they're. But the it's it's strange, isn't it? Two millimeters yeah. can make such a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're telling me. Well, you've got the biggest. You've got the biggest wrist in the watch industry, haven't you, Felix? I I have. It's it's not the hairiest, but it might be the biggest. Yeah. Um, you do have those. Yeah, you have. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm no, Dan Henry. I have a. I I I will. <laughs> I will definitely get one. Hopefully this year. I I know I say that a lot about watches, but I do actually need to sort myself. Get them out on the pre market because you get a really good deal on them. They're on, stunning. On one, I'm sure. Yeah, it's not a bad the, idea. Um, it's not a, well, the other one alongside them, which I always have weird feelings with. So I'm a bit more uh, pretentious with the movement uh, than Felix. So the idea of only a quartz, I, I just can't really get over with. Um, however, you know, have you heard of the brand Corniche? Yeah. Very Patek. You've seen those? Those, those, yeah. Ah, oh, I think they're in the the 39 mil cases. Oh, I think they're absolutely mint. And it's just, can I bring myself because it's mecha quartz? In, um, I know it's, it's, it's just the most pretentious thing ever. Due to that, even if you press the chronograph pressure, it's still going to be a smooth sweeping hand, so you wouldn't even know if it is automatic. But I think the actual design, uh, and the execution of the design, they've got an absolutely spot on. So, yeah. if we can try and approach them to get a free one, that would be great. And then I can, then I can just try I'd that. Love and then I'd afterwards. love to read that but, review as well because I've looked yeah. at them as well. But I, I'd love for you to get hold of one and just tell me what the cases are like. Because there is a Dan Henry that I bought before that was not good. It was not good. Like the quality wasn't great. So I think I think you're onto something there, Callum. I think a lot of people would be interested in that. I, I will drop them a message today and see. I feel like I may have approached them before years ago, but I will, I'll get onto them and see. Because you don't see them. I don't think I've ever seen anyone review. No, no, no. I was trying to figure, I was trying to get the backstory on them, and I thought there was some link to Seiko, but I think that's just a Mecha Quartz movement. It's just yeah. the boot, yeah, they use the, what is it, yeah, the MH 50, 49 or something. We seem to have lost Ilkai. Is he on the, carry on and I'll is he on the sort article? it out. No, but carry on, <clears> we'll, <throat> minor te technical difficulties, we'll, 
sorted out. But no, I, yeah, Corniche, I think, would be an interesting brand to a spotlight on because they are very much in that Dan Henry... Doing the price bracket, of, yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, just, yeah. And there's just, there's just no, and... there's no excuse. In, well, is there an excuse? I, when I speak to friends or, or people that are getting into watches, and they're like, what, you know, that classic thing, what should I buy? And it's like, okay, well, how much do you want to spend? Oh, I don't know. And if you've got, if you've got a budget sub 500 US dollars, mm. you can get so much great stuff. Like... I, I know collectors yeah, yeah, that have you know crazy collections, and they've got awesome. You know, they've got a um, what's that? What's the yeah the SKX zero one three? If you want a smaller one, or the zero zero the SKX zero zero seven? If you want something bigger, yeah. Um, oh, the Casio so. stuff is great. There's just no excuse. I think the Seiko Saab, fantastic. There's no excuse to get Dan Henry or some yeah. of these other brands. I get it if you've got you've received an ad on Instagram, you don't know any better, but. Man, it just annoys me. It just annoys me so much. Yeah, agreed. Yes, yeah. The, 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 we we were. I think we were touching on this last week or the week before. The really annoying thing is Dan he- Dan oh, Daniel we Wellington, as we all know, are shitters. But the problem is, like a load of these fashion brands, they market really well, and that's why they get on the wrists of people because people are just completely absorbed by the marketing. And if if people like Dan Henry could match the marketing effort. Which obviously their budget must be just ludicrous, Daniel Wellington. Like that would. Who yeah, else has I, a problem that you're explaining? Daniel, not Daniel Wellington. Rolex. Because I'd love to get into this yep. because Rolex. I'm so pissed off with Rolex. Uh, I know that you guys are a fan, or I know you are Felix with with Christian Duron from Theo and uh, Theo and Harris. He did a video on it, and don't get me wrong, yeah, I, yeah. I've, I've followed that yeah. guy since since the early days. I, it does annoy me a little bit how he thinks he's the Dr. Just, uh, new John, uh, uh, Don Draper, but whatever. He's, he's, you know, he's a young guy. He's finding some success. Yeah. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't begrudge him it. But he's smart. He's smart. He's got good opinions. He did a video recently about mm. how Amiga is going to take over Rolex. And I think he's absolutely right because I don't yeah, know what it's like right, in, yeah. in Europe, yeah. but here in Asia, you yeah. walk into a Rolex boutique, you get treated horrendously. Yeah. I mean, look, not horrendously, you know, like, they're not punching you in the face, but they might as well. They might as well. <laughs> like they, you walk in there wearing a Rolex and they just, I, you, I, they, they treat you like you're, you're a very big annoyance in their day. I can attest to that because I, I lived in Hong Kong for eight years before this. Yeah. And like literally walking to a Rolex boutique of any sort and you, you ask for something, they'll actually like insult you, like almost like discreetly. <laughs> If you ask for anything that has steel and not mad, it's not made it's mad, out of more rose gold. They will actually like throw a book at you or something. And like it's like it's like blatant disrespect. And you know, I I've walked in wearing like a pearl dial diamond Rolex and still get treated like shit, you know. And uh, it's, yeah, <laughs> so it's, yeah. It, 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 it's it's actually a joke. And the whole Rolex, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. You ask them for you ask if you go in there and say have you got. Anyone listening, go in there. I, I mean, I know we know this now, but the fact you can't get either a black Rolex sub oh, or like an Oyster Perpetual is, is insane. Okay, so the, you know the Stella Dials came out and I really wanted, I've got, I've got a, yeah. a baby on the way. Yes. And, uh, and I was like, okay, you know, classic excuse to buy a watch, right? <laughs> so I was like, what do I want to buy him? And I was like, why don't I buy him like a Stella Dial Oyster Perpetual, right? It's I'll wear choice. it, but when he's 18, I'll be like, oh, here you go. Depending on, on, how, on how much I like it. Otherwise, I'll keep it. Yes. So, <laughs> so, then, so I walk into the shop and it's just been announced. And I'm like, okay, can I, can I have a look at some of your, your OP Stella dolls? And they're like, oh, we don't have them yet. I'm like, okay, can I, can I just can I see one? Anyway, cut a long story short, after three months, six months, I was just like, it's a waste of time. Like they, they, they look at you like you shouldn't be asking about it. And I'm but, like, well, don't have the app then. If you they, don't want me to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They, they do have allocation. They, that's the thing. I've seen people, I've seen so many, I know people who through some connections just get the allocation after a month, six months, whatever. But they just look at your face yeah. sometimes and that, you know, you've, I've experienced this, experienced this quite a lot in Hong Kong and it's just like they don't feel like you don't deserve to own a steel Datejust or a steel... OP or something, you know, the, the new uh, GMT Master 2. You know, they just don't feel like you don't deserve it. Um, it so it, it, it's, it's a racket. It's, 
it's, it's, a it's, it's disheartening, yeah. Ilko. It's, it's a racket. What's happening is they're selling them to their buddies and to the people they yeah. know who then put them on the grey market yeah. and then sell them at a markup. And it's just a bit like Rolex. There comes a point where enough is enough. And it's annoying that I own a day job. Mm. But I'm genuinely, yeah. you know, I'm tempted to, to sell up, to be quite honest, and just to be like, I don't know if I want to back this. Because you go into Amiga, you get an incredible experience. Amiga, I've never had anything but being treated like a real, like a customer. Yeah. And the fact that I'm voting with my wallet yeah. and I'm buying these, yeah. I feel like I'm part mm. of the problem. And until we we stop doing it, or at least you know stop playing into playing into their game, it's just going to continue. Mm. Yeah, I. Yeah, it's what's. Picking up on a couple of things, I, I, I'm the same really. Obviously, like, I, I love this to bits, and it's the watch that got me into watches, and I'll never get rid of it ever. But I do put it on, and I go. I love it, but you you see, you read Rolex on the dial and you go, those fuckers, because it's it is ridiculous. I was talking to my I was talking to my dad about the whole Amiga Rolex thing, and like you know he he has a couple of Rolexes and and, and he just says that yeah the, the exclusivity is just completely it is bonkers. Like I saw a while ago, I think it was it must have been a week or two after the new Stellar Dials got released. Did you see that Philips auctioned yeah, a complete that, yeah. set of the thirty six Stellar Dials, and you just think. How on earth, considering you Rolex won't even give you the warranty cards for two years after you buy a Rolex, how is someone, you know, that that's just shady. There's some shady, shady stuff going on. And I agree with you. Amiga, customer service is amazing. The quality <clears> of the watches <throat> is, <throat> I, th- I, I think you're better off now for the yeah. same money it, buying yeah. a brand yeah. Taco than Rolex. And the annoying thing is, Amiga, though, that the or, reason why you know, we will have to, you know, Basically, I don't know what the, what the analogy is, but the annoying thing is that Rolex is the only luxury brand bringing, bringing out, you know, 36 to 41 millimeter watches with insane colored dials. Like someone else has to do it. And that's why yeah. if Tudor can do it. I know Tudor's part of Rolex, you all know that. Yeah. But if Tudor can do it, they'll take the money. But Rolex won't let that happen because they want to keep that under yeah. the crown. But if Amiga can do it, if Amiga can have yeah. a bit more fun, uh, Tag tried it back in the day. Just they're doing a little, they're doing a bit bits and pieces now. But those are all collaborations that Tag are doing. You know, like the the, the cool chrono, uh, yeah. Carrera chronographs and stuff. But if, yeah. if Amiga can bring something out that's a little bit funky, I think I think that will help them win pretty quick. I mean, if they they yeah, sort of yeah. did it with the new Seamasters when they just randomly brought out the the white dial, the white dial one. Um, but yeah, I agree. If if they go a bit more bit more uh, bright and bright and colorful that then they can, can you imagine can an orange style speed it, 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 it's yeah oh, yeah completely unnecessary awesome, yeah. zero heritage but, but i'd buy it <laughs> yeah. yeah it's really cool <laughs> yeah. it's not that like yeah. i've never done it before oh, it with the reduced yeah. uh you know with the reduced speed masses in the past that is and crazy they did the yellow market. one yeah they did the yeah, schumacher yeah, yeah. so yeah. so Red. it's not like a completely Red foreign blue, idea yeah. i think it would work really well as you said yeah yeah Good point. Good point. But it, it, I, um, I agree. It's like Rolex released something new, and this is especially in the last few years. They release something new, and then you go, "Oh, that's cool." Or see it. I'll never be able to buy it. Not because it, because the transition. Fi- yeah, not because just of arrives at the back of the boutique, yeah. and then they like <laughs> do a little exchange, and you never like no one's ever seen it. Yeah. I'm fairly certain that um, Starbucks, what's it called, the when they remade the Kermit this year. I'm fairly sure that doesn't yeah. exist. I, I think it was just a marketing ploy. I've never seen any pictures of anyone wearing it. The only, the the only chap, and let me find this. The, uh, do you guys follow uh, Clueless Collector? No, that's a great on name on Instagram. It, it, his his collection is it, it's it's one of the silliest collections I think I've ever seen. He has, for example, as we're talking about the OPs, he has the the Tiffany oh. blue dial OP and the red dial OP. He's also got. A cernit or the you Starbucks, whatever you want to call it. So he is. Well, so so, so, so people say I, that they're rather calling call it the Starbucks or the cernit. <laughs> it's the ceramics Kermit, which is just the. I would rather yeah, I would so, rather call it the Pooh Watch Three Thousand. Sounds like than a call it the cernit. I think it's a terrible name. In but... Harry Potter, would say. See, um, yeah. follow him. The, these but yeah, guys he, that don't have. If you don't follow him, follow him. Because what what happens is you get yeah you get credit from the AD. So, so this guy or, or, or lady, yeah. uh, oh no, normal guy, here you go. This guy, the, what, the, the sort of collection this, this lad has, he's getting access to anything he wants at retail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
yeah, completely. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Wait, wait lists for him are not a concept. He probably got called up by... No, mate, he would have been invited to a, yeah. to a dinner. All right, where they had a you know, nice three-course meal, a nice bottle of uh, yeah. Beaujolais, and, uh, and then it would be presented as, you know, these are coming out in a month, how you know, yeah. do you feel? Yeah, mate, when you have a pattern, really? that's what happens. Yeah. Well, and when you have, a, <laughs> when you have an Odysseus, like who, 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 who's seen an, an, an Odysseus been, in the wild on the wrist I've of I've been anyone? to the like, Langer Zone uh, boutique in um, Worcester, Switzerland on Regent Street three times since that's yeah. come out and I've asked every time is the one in and they go no. I mean yeah. I don't know if I don't know if I rate it I, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I don't like it it's a controversial one I feel I, I feel like we're getting into the realms of talking about integrated steel <laughs> sports watches which I'm perfectly happy to do but yeah it, I don't it, I mean I, for me I prefer it I actually, and this, I suppose, is loosely based on the conversation we've been having about exclusivity. And I think a lot of the reason for me, well, basically, Oof, I prefer uh, this to uh, uh, go go Mr. Mr. McCallum <laughs> off a cliff. No, no, no. Everyone's I know. I know. I know. I was going to say, have a day off. Please. I know. <laughs> I know. And, and, and this is the last episode of the podcast that anyone's ever going to listen to. But no, and it's for two reasons. I like the design of it. But also the fact that none of us in our lifetime, not through financials necessarily, through exclusivity, are going to be able to touch a Nautilus at retail or a, or a Royal Oak just makes me think, well, actually, am I not better spending my, you know, my hypothetical Scrooge McDuck mm. money elsewhere? I feel like there's a point where... So I, I like okay, so well. let me just show you. So this is the other one I've got, right? And so this is a, a, a radio mirror. Now I've yeah. got, yeah, like you, I need do to like have, you, need to, you need to be lucky enough to pull it off width wise, right? Because I've got quite a small wrist, but my it's wider, luckily. So I think it doesn't look, it doesn't look too stupid. But the the thing I love about um, them is that it's it's unique. There's a there's a real history behind it, and you can never have that cushion case with any other brand. Yeah. Now the issue that the thing I take issue with Lang has got such rich history, no. but you know you. AP started this this train, and they start to all look a bit similar. And then it's a bit like, well, with that piece in particular, you've got the Langer yeah. date window, which is what they're iconic for—that big date window, which I love. And then they're kind of squishing it into some like bastardized Gerald Genta type integrated. Not to, I'm not trying to sell you out of it. I'm just a bit like, there comes to a point you're spending yeah. that money. Yeah, no. It's good, it's what are you point. buying? Because you're not buying. It's not steel. I mean, is it steel or is it is it white gold or something? I imagine is it. It's, all, it's white gold. I thought. No, I th I th I, th I think it's. Let me fact check. I think it's actually. Yeah. I think it's. Steel. So then it's like, well, okay, oh, if you're just if it's not a precious Langer. metal, then it's like, what are you? you know, oh dear. I don't know. So then it's like, so then the argument yeah, I have is like, if you're going to buy a steel yeah. integrated sports watch from a luxury brand with a Gerald Genta design. You're going, you're going AP. Sure, I mean, even if, even if, from my point of view, just from a design point of view, like that's a gorgeous watch, and they're probably similar price. I would, I would have thought. Yeah, I don't know how much. Can you get hold of the Royal? Oak, so again, aren't they on the? No, they're on the the. Well, that's it. If you can get hold of one of those, you can get hold of it. Completely honest. Yeah. But then this is the beauty of the the hobby that we have. You know, there is no rhyme or reason to it. That's part of the love of it. Yeah. See, this is what is interesting, which we did speak about a little bit a few weeks ago. The so I'm just scratching my forehead with my uh, watch tool. Um, the uh, of all the of all the steel lots like really high end steel sports watches, I'm pretty sure uh, a Vashon overseas you can go into a boutique mm -hmm. and buy. Because remember, Felix, we, we went into watch Switzerland to Vashon like if you got an overseas, and they literally had the entire catalogue of the steel overseas just there to play with. Yeah. When in what world would you be able to go into an AP boutique? Like, let's see all your. Royal you were three Oak years ago. Sort of thing. Three four years ago, you were able yeah. to walk into. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Really? I've seen so many uh, steel APs that you could get in a boutique, and even even Nautilus. I was in London, and you could get the steel Moonface at retail. It's just this past five. No, it was. Lie, I was with Stuart, mate. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was with Stuart. You could ask him. You, you either had. The full factory diamond rod for 300 grand, and then you had 
the 30 grand <laughs> moon phase in steel with the leather strap. So it's, this is a new phenomenon. It's like past five years. This thing has been going crazy. The explosion of Instagram, maybe. Yeah. Well, that, that, that definitely hasn't... Well, it's helped the hobby, but it hasn't helped the, the exclusivity, market, yeah. has it? Ilga, do you remember when we were in um, Hong Kong last time, I think? And we went in, we went in, we do that little thing where we pretend to be billionaires and just go try on watches. We went into Patek and they let us try on, um, do they had a full gold Nautilus chronograph? Mate, and that is, right now, that watch is worth like double and there's already a hundred grand watch. So it's, it's, yeah, that was a crazy, uh, yeah. But the market's just blown up. um, That's just, that's, that's a testament that, uh, it, the, the whole scene has changed because those watches were more accessible. I mean, I remember when you could go and get the GMT Master Batman with no issues. You just walk in and walk out. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's just not Asia in Europe, though. Well, I feel like Asia... Yeah, it's different. in Asia, but uh, I have... I mean, for example, when Strun was getting his 21st uh, birthday watch um, in 2000, when was that, 2016, he had the choice between the GMT Master and the uh, Classic Fusion Hoopla. And, uh, and the what? The GMT Master and the what? <laughs> what? The Classic Fusion Chronograph. How did, uh, how did, I, how did I not know this conversation, conversation. <laughs> before we start? <laughs> I remember this conversation. Is that, is that, you, 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 yeah, it's a lie. It's a lie. No, it's like fish. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's not a lie. It's... Nah, but you know, <sighs> 2016, things are different. You know, we were talking about different things. The whole vibe was different. Yeah. You know, Hublot had less limited editions, you know. <laughs> <laughs> things, 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 were, things were looking different. Um, uh, but yeah. If we stay on the topic of steel sports watches, there's obviously one steel sports watch that we haven't mentioned, surprisingly, of which there is a new situation. The new Speedmaster. Oh, yeah. I've got no interest. Got no exactly. interest. And, really? and Callum, I respect and okay. I don't know the, the, the nuances of everybody on this course. You're collecting philosophy. I, I, you mentioned earlier that you're big into the movements. I respect it. So each to their own. But I, I just look at it and it just doesn't look as cool as the old one. And I'm just like, there's not enough here. It just feels unnecessary. Now, if there's a big change in movement, and I'd love to talk about this as well. If there's a big change in movement, you get an extra half hour power reserve, you know, wicked, you know. It's like people that are like, oh, yeah, it's plus, plus six, yeah. minus four. Yeah. Listen, if you're talking plus six, minus four on a movement, get a quartz. Like you, 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 you're fucking up the wrong tree here. Yeah. It's, it's not like, you know, this is mechanical yeah. Yeah. engineering, right? No, one, no one's trying to figure out how they can, I don't know, produce, you know, a loaf of bread in the old way with a mill and a horse and try and use the, the cogs to make that faster. They've just gone electric. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, but anyway, so if there's it's something so true, in yeah. but if someone's like, look, the new speedy, it's got this new thing, fair enough. But from an aesthetic, I'm just like, well done, they've brought something out that's just not quite as cool. And it's just not quite as original. Interesting. Do you not... But then also, I suppose... Like the more? Sorry, Cam. I mean, the thing for me with the Seamasters and the Speedmasters was the way the bracelet didn't taper. It just made the bracelet always feel way bigger than... It would do. And then just the idea that they've tapered it and they've got this smaller, you know, it's like a smaller sort of jubilee style link. Well, no, presidential, I guess. The I, I, I just thought the bracelet was yeah, was quite a fair. big improvement. That's fair. Um, but then, yeah, I don't if, know. I don't know, yeah, no, it's fair. I imagine your audience is watching that because if, if you're getting up to speed, you're putting it straight on one of those aftermarket um, hollow link, you know. Yeah. Well. Yeah, that's what I mean. it was like. Oh yeah, I feel like everyone I know who has a speedy rarely wears it on the bracelet, but everyone I know who has a speedy wears it on a leather strap or a NATO, oh. or in your case a rubber strap. It's I don't know. I, I just feel like everyone has always seen the weak part of the speedmaster being the bracelet, so everyone's just accepts it. Like, oh, it's a really cool watch. Anyway, I can't wait to go put it on my NATO sort of thing. Whereas now they might actually be like, you know, that's a cool strap. But I'd, it'd be interesting I'd be, to see. I'd, I'd like it? To see it in the flesh. Um, I want them to do the same with the Seamaster. If they made a more tapered strap, I think it would be absolutely awesome. And then, it's, and then it's, do you go, see, I guess. Do you go manual or do you go automatic? And I love that discussion. And then is it acrylic or is it sapphire? And 
I think that's one of the great mm. things about Speedies also, which takes, you know shows the, in my opinion, the enthusiasm of the non. Is because that that to me is the whole the coolest thing mm. about the watch. There's no gravity. Automatic is useless. It needs to be manual wind. You need to have a grip because it doesn't shatter in the same way as sapphire. Yeah. Apparently, don't ask yeah. me in the detail on that. But it's all these functional, badass things that they were thinking about that yeah. still translate into the the model you buy in the boutique, which I just think is just just mental. I think that's incredible. It's got that DNA in it. I yeah. mean, the thing, yeah, the the funniest one for me, yeah, the the, the movement has to be manual because there's no. There's no gravity. It's so that's, cool. That's How lame. cool is that's that? Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. cool. Yeah. How cool is that? Uh, it's mad, isn't it? I don't think people give that point enough credit. I've never really. Which given is surprising thought, because Amiga but, have yeah. milked it to death. Like they're literally milking a dead cow at this point. In its, in its, you would have thought they would have included that fact. Or flogging yeah. a dead horse, depending on. And, what and I mean, it's a yeah, situation I mean, where things. ports won't really suffice what, um, for what they need. Right. Yeah. Like you don't want that risk mm. for coming back into the atmosphere, any yeah. electromagnetic forces, all these things that I have no idea about. But I know that mechanical is safer in this instance, which is, that's so badass. 2021, it's, yeah. it's better for your rational awesome, to have a, yeah. a mechanical watch. It's like, yeah. man, that's cool. Yeah. Well, this is what I've always said. This is what I've always said about Go. mechanical watches. I said, when Armageddon comes, which it might be coming as we speak, it feels slightly Armageddon-y. When Armageddon comes and, and there's no electricity or anything, your quartz is going to die. You're not going to be able to get a new battery for it. I've your got, your I've, manual one. I've got to ask really you this, good. all of you. I so, want to you know, ask when you, am I the only one that before they get on a plane considers go, it going down and that I need to have a watch that is mechanical, not battery, in case I need it? It's going to be waterproof as well, just to in the seat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't. I must admit, nah. I must admit I've never given that. <laughs> I say, I'm to be honest, but I love that. I absolutely love that. Yeah, if it's a lost scenario, yeah. you need a mechanical watch. Yeah, do I want to be wearing exactly? That's brilliant. Going back to um, speedies on straps, I remember early on in the conversation, Chris, you said that you were going to get onto orange. Yeah. Straps. Okay. So, well, because I'm, I'm having, uh, I'm having, like I said, I'm having, a, I'm having a baby, so I think what? I'm going to be in swimming pools and like do all that sort of stuff <clears> a little <throat> bit more. So I'm like, I want to, I want to get, I want to have like a really bright. I think that's a really cool look like a dark dial or watch with like a really bright strap. So I'm experimenting with a lot of different yeah. straps because yep. I want to, I'm thinking Agreed. about putting some on the site, but um, yeah, I, I think I was just going to talk about Horus. Like if, if you're, you know, if, if you don't know, or if you're listening to that, Horus straps, H-O-R-U-S, do a really great job at making model specific integrated rubber straps in really bright colors. So like mm. bright greens, bright oranges, those sorts of things. Yeah. They do, they do great offshore. Oh, okay. Offshore yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. knowing what, yeah, no, yeah, what I know about this this industry, it's that's hard. So they're a bit like Everest. That's not easy to do, especially with the fit that they tend to have. Um, but anyway, I think there's something really cool there. And for me, if you can't get a stellar yeah. OP, you can't get the color you want. If you've got like a white dial or a black dial, you can get that feel with a new strap with like a really bright luminous green strap. And I just think it's super cool right now. Yeah. I mean, it might just be, you know, live yeah. in a hot climate, but. Even in the winter in the UK, I just think it's, I think that's super cool. Yeah. I mean, they're not really one. Horus, I've never heard of these guys. Yeah, yeah. Older watch strap bands, one of the first ones I heard about. I even seen them selling retail. Yeah, these guys have been like in small stores around, uh, you know, around, around the watch scene. It's not just independently from it's them. All... They, they... It's all the Danville's area. Yeah, the world Spanish Rob, but I don't know follow him. But it was, it was an interesting approach. He's quite expensive. There was, there was they're quite, they're they're quite yeah, yeah. What I'm thinking yeah. about doing is seeing if I can yeah. do something similar, but just completely undercut everybody and just do it. I just do it as a Under loss, not yeah. even as a loss. <laughs> just do it flat. Just don't make any yeah. money on them, and just and just because they're just so yeah. cool, you know. Yeah. I'd love that. I'd love that. I'd love yeah. that. If that was the legacy, just like, yeah, you can have that yeah, same thing. They you don't have to. They'll be charging huge margins on those. Huge margins. Which is insane, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. So... They make so much money on straps, well, these brands. I mean, you yeah, walk into a boutique like, and see the. I can't imagine they, that would be an. Ex it's insane. Yeah. So they. Um... Well, yeah, because no. it can't be expensive no. to make. They, they, they can't be sitting there and going, God, 90 quid to make a rubber strap with a buckle on. Oh, we've yeah, got to I get it. The, the difficulties in the R&D, and I'm sure that because the, 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 the suppliers in China are very 
difficult to work with. Like they need very specific instructions. So imagine they'd have to, you know, do that computer-aided design, have all the specs, have everything completely nailed on. And there's a lot of work and time and you know, yeah. effort that goes into it. That's why they're making the margin. But I mean, they've been going for ages. So come on. I think I looked at last night. They were like 250 US dollars yeah. or something. I'm just like, this feels a little bit silly. For yeah, for strap. a rubber strap. So I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking at one now, and I've said, well, I want a white rubber strap for my Seamaster because I thought that looked so cool. And they've got a white Seamaster strap and it's 154 quid. <laughs> that seems, that seems if, pretty If it was steep a lovely handmade yeah, Hornby leather strap. strap, I could sort of get there to, uh, to 154 quid. But when you can go on, you know, for, I don't, there's something about rubber at that price. I don't know what it is. I just go, it's not... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what it yeah, is. Yeah, and on and on handmade straps. It's not, it's, it's not meant to be yeah, an expensive shout out material. To strap tailor, if you don't, if you don't. Yes. Know that guy yeah, yeah. I'd love, I'd love some of his straps. His, his, uh, our good friend strap. James Kibble, Kibble watches. He, he buys a lot of the strap tailor straps, and they are, in the on on wrist and in the hand, they are gorgeous. Really, it's just nice. the fact that he's made some of these straps with with end links or integrated. Um, like the need for integrated leather straps bespoke that I've never seen anyone else do. The guy's yeah. an artist, there's no doubt. I mean, you've got to be good to call yourself a tailor. And he is, like he's, he's excellent. And, and speaking from experience, having tried and massively failed to make my own watch straps, is it is bloody difficult. Like ludicrous. I, I want to be honest with you, Felix. They weren't great. Yeah. They were, oh. but, I appreciated, I appreciated the effort. And I was thinking, oh, maybe we should all have a go. Gives us all a different level of appreciation. They were, <laughs> no, no offense taken, they were, they looked like they, they were a dog's dinner. They were crap, but it is so, I mean, I was using, you know about how when people get into watches and they go, oh, well, I, I need some strap tools just to change my straps. And you go onto Amazon and you buy one of those 1199 kits and you think that that's amazing because it's got everything you could possibly need. And then they all break and, scratch your watch and you know, whatever i got the equivalent sort of i got sort of an entry level strap making kit and you to, to to get good results you need you know i know this sounds like a bad workman blaming his tools but it is but it is i was literally need, just about to say for it. i was just about to say just that didn't, because i wasn't getting the results I, I wasn't getting straps that looked like straps i could spend actual money on buying i wasn't getting that result straight away i just lost i just lost i you know, got disheartened and sort of, you know, gave up a bit. But... Mm. I think if we segued on, there was one question I'd like to ask, which was the, um, you've got the Baltic yeah. with the salmon dial. So again, Baltic is a, is a, is a small brand that not many, or, you know, it's, it's not in the mainstream vision. I mean, how did how did you get onto Baltic and also how did you get the salmon down? Yeah, uh, so Baltic that was pretty limited I've run, wasn't it? Followed since their Kickstarter, and I don't know how I came to know about it. I think it was on one of the watch websites. Nice. And I just thought it was really cool. Yeah, so I've I've been involved with them or not involved with them, but like I've been following them for quite a while, and I've had quite a few messages with Etienne, who's the the founder, who's just a really nice bloke and obviously a collector and very passionate. And honestly, I just think in Asia, we get screwed over quite a lot, especially when it comes to like Hedinki stuff and with timings. But when France comes online, it's like midnight Singapore time. And it's just the perfect time where you're lying in bed, you're mm. ready to go. You're not in the middle of a meeting. You know, you know, they always release them at like 2 p.m. <laughs> Europe time or France time. And most people are at work. So I was just, yeah, just been quick off the draw, to be honest, mate. Um, but no, they're doing a lot of, they're doing a lot of cool stuff. Nice. Nice. And I've got that other one, the um, the Vortex Swim. I don't know if you've seen that one. I don't post a lot about it, but it's um, they did a they did a ten watt run for the Vortex expedition. Um, okay. Yeah, if you Google that, just Google Baltic Vortex. They did a, a swim, so they they sponsored a swimmer going a team of swimmers going through the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, where I think I can't remember. Uh, okay. Kilometers. It was a long swim. Anyway, and they and they did it in it in, uh, in aid of, yeah, like green and cleaning up the ocean and that sort of stuff. And Baltic made a, a limited run of ten watches for that expedition. 
That's very cool. Yeah, it's very, <laughs> yeah, which, which I which I did by. I just um, got one of them. That is very, I messaged yeah. every. I I hunted down every crew member on Instagram and then messaged them all individually, asking if they wanted to sell me one. Oh, it's a, it's what? see, it's it, it it's it's, it's <laughs> nice because it's it's a relatively simple design but it's just got it's just it's just su- that's just subtly cool isn't it only did you say they only made 10 10 yeah yeah it's just like so sorry did so you buy it off one of the guys so there was one person swim, doing the swim and there was a boat crew look- of people of nine yeah. others cameraman yeah navigator <laughs> all this sort of shit and they were all this i'm going to sound really obnoxious now but they're all like hippies yeah yeah so, when I'm pinging them and I'm, I message them, I'm like, look, do you want to sell me a watch? And they're like, what watch? I'm like, you were, you were given this watch. Yeah, like, this is what it looks like. And they were like, oh, okay. And some of them didn't reply. Some of them were like, I don't have it anymore. And then a few of them were like, yeah, okay. And then, you know, there's no boxes, right? Like they've, got, they've been given them, they've thrown the box in the, in the bin at the port before they've yeah. on the boat. You know, these aren't collectors. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> Cal's face. <laughs> That's... That's one of the coolest stories. I mean, that I, I I thought you know they made they made ten really. No, and, and they auctioned one. They auctioned the one from one the swimmer, the and I think that boat. fetched. I, I'm guessing, but maybe like six, seven k USD, mm. which for an aquascaf, they retail at eight fifty or something. So yeah, it's fine. I was going to say yeah, less than a grand, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it. Is a brand there very sexy? I think the GMTs yeah. are really good. Um, the fact they did that chronograph in the Panda as a limited run is really obsessing. Because I think, do you remember when yes. they did the Panda, the Panda Dial one? Uh, the Panda I had one and I sold that it. Was so so nice. Do you know why? In, uh... It was there was something wrong with it. Yeah, I mean, they were too noisy. Oh. They were really noisy. Not my one. Or the hot run. Yeah, because they, they say they're using the same noisy. movement as all the other. It's all the other the other chronographs, right? It's the bicompacts. When the panda arrived, it was it was loud. Yeah, like you know, like loud oh. enough where you're lying in bed, it's on your bedside table, and you're like, okay, so this has to go in a drawer. Like, this is this is too loud. Yeah. So I got rid of that. Really? That's what I've I've got an old I've got an old Russian military watch I bought in a market in Budapest. <laughs> and that thing you can hear it from outside it, my house. Doesn't it? Does it's, it? Does it? Really it, it is, isn't the sound of that just yeah, like I, Russian I, I, propaganda I music from the Cold War era as, as the movement takes, isn't it? I think. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely got a radioactive dial still as well. Well, unless unless you get the point of having another arm going out of your back, I think you'd probably be all right. Yeah, if I wear it for about a week... But I've got, um, I've got a quick one. I don't know how much time we have, but I've got, I've got a quick... Well, so, well, we, we, we can, you know, we're currently at 83 minutes, but it's it's really up to everyone. Well, let, let me let me just tell you a quick story then. Is, is, so my dad was in the army, in the British army for a long time. And uh, as a watch nerd, he's never, he's never had any cool watches or anything passed mm. over, which is annoying. But then about three years ago, he was like, oh, I found a watch. Like... I know you're into watches. Like, here you go. Here's a picture of it. And it, you know, it's not expensive. You can buy them now on eBay for like 150 quid. It's a, um, it's a CWC. You know the CWC. Yeah. Yeah. G the G10. The G10. Yeah, yeah, the classic yeah. G10, but with a tritium dial, right? And he gives it to me, and I'm like, oh, cool, thanks, Al. This is great. And it's it's got the arrow on the back and all that stuff because it's a Ministry of Defense piece of equipment, and it's covered in gunk like black sticky gunk and i'm like dad what's wrong with you like you need to clean this up what is that and this is the course i don't know if anyone if many people know this i didn't know up until like two or three years ago he was like yeah well when you're in military operations wearing watches the watches all have this really annoying thing called like a luminescence or loom i'm like yeah i've heard of it dad they're like yeah when you're going through like a like a jungle or like anything at night it's a disaster zone like it's the opposite of what you want. If, you, if you're, you're doing anything marginally tactical, you don't want an illuminescent dial, which is hilarious because, because you need it to see the bloody thing. And he's uh, like, so what yeah, we yeah. did yeah. was we put duct tape over the case, <coughs> over, the, over the crystal. So he's like, you'll never see a, a, a soldier on operations that's got a watch on without a big bit of folded duct tape over the watch. So when you're, when you're wherever you are, you need to synchronize what she's looking at the time. You grab a bit of duct tape, you lift it up, you have a look, and then you put it back down. And he's like, and he was like, and he was like that's how you know 
who's in doing like who's active in combat and stuff is because everybody's watches had all this crap around it. So whether you're using the CW, the, 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 the tent, what's it called? That the one you just said, the one I have. G, G, uh, or you're using anything else a bit G-10. more fancy. You said you'll see all this sticky and, you know, it gets mud in it and gunk. And over time it builds up and it's really gross. And I was like, I thought that's fascinating because I had never considered that. That's really yeah. cool. No, that's a so really, that's a very cool. Loads of black gunky crap on it on somebody on the train, you never know. They might have just come back from some far-flung, far-flung part of the world as a military operator. Very yeah. cool. That is very cool. That, no, is, that is something I genuinely didn't know. Well, I think at 86 minutes, we probably have come to quite a natural stopping point. So, I mean, Chris, thank you so much for coming on. I think we'll definitely have to get you back on again you know, in, in you, weeks man. to come, because I think this, we've just we've had it's been a very interesting conversation, and it'd be it, there are I know that there are lots of things that we haven't even touched upon that we would probably like to speak about. Um, but no, thank you very much for your time, um, and and thank you to everyone for listening. Um, we seem to be on a bit of a renewed, as we've spoken about, a renewed vein of form. Three weeks into the year, and we've done three podcasts, which is more than we have done in the past year, I think. So. Um, I hope you're enjoying the. I hope you're enjoying the content, uh, and I hope you're enjoying having some guests on. We just thought it'd be. It's just interesting to talk to people who are much more interesting to listen to than us, such as Chris. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. thank you everyone for listening. Um, Chris, do you want to plug yourself or shout out? No, or... man, not at all. Look, thanks, and uh, it's been really, huh? really fun. And keep doing what you're doing. I've heard of quite a few of them, so I think it's. I think it's fun. It's fresh. So yeah, keep doing it. Right. Well, thank you very much. I mean, just, you know, go and check us out at all the usual places at The Young Horologist on Instagram. Uh, go to the website, theyounghorologist.com. Uh, we've got a couple of, had a couple of interesting articles in the week. We had a guest article about vintage chronographs and we've got some interesting articles coming on Cartier and the new Speedmaster, I think, and Seeger Design. So we've got some interesting stuff. Um, but yeah, until next week, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks, Cal. Thanks, John Goldberger. And thank you, Chris, most importantly. No worries. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. Cheers, Take everyone. Take it easy. Have a good one. See you later. Cheers. That's all, guys. Cheers.